gentlemen, tonight on Channel Massive Legends number seven, we will we've got a couple of mailbags and a couple of audio clips, as well as uh, we got a new champion to talk about, and we're going to change up our last segment a little bit. And uh, after one of the very constructive emails, we will have a small strategy segment for you know recurring thing for just a little bit, and we'll get started. Well, guys, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Not too bad. I uh, I do have to admit I have frankly quite enjoyed the last two weeks of of my my main love champion top play time. I'm I'm on a streak right now, doing pretty well. Mark, I looked at your your kill streak there. You you bumped bumped up quite a bit. So yeah, I um I uh I finally decided to just stick with Tristana, my one true love, and uh, things started to get a whole lot better. So you sidelined Sona for a little bit. Yeah, I did. I know that the game we had after our last podcast was pretty epic. So I figured you would after that you'd stick with her for a while. Oh well, I love the two of them, but right now Tristan is my girl. So why? Well, uh, Especially know, I, after I said that she sucks. That was, <laughs> that was probably the number one reason right there, just to spite That's you. That's how Mark is. <laughs> well, I was going to try to incorporate the Tiamat into my build, and I just never did it. What I ended up doing instead was swapping out some of my, uh, all of my yellow runes for flat magic resistant runes to go on top of the blue magic resistance I have now. So I start off with like 22 magic resistance. So oh, he, wow. uh, it really increases my lane presence early game because I can, I can, I can go quite a bit uh, more aggressive than I was before because really mages were the only only items that I mean only tunes I was having issues with with him. So so far I'm liking the change. So that's cool. I um actually I have nothing to say. Sorry. <laughs> that's right. How awkward of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay over here. But as you can hear, I uh, am not He's near quite death. myself. He's at that store. A real, a really vicious uh, bit of strep going on, and it's actually almost—it's painful for me to talk even. So I'll just pipe in with my uh, cheap seats, peanut gallery comments here and there, and I hope you don't mind. <laughs> no problem, man. No, I believe between me and Mark, we can probably talk ourselves into a corner without your assistance much at all. Oh, so. that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I think that's, you know, everybody has heard us talk numerous times about our our main, so I don't think we need to go into great detail about how we play them. So let's go ahead, and uh, we'll be back in a second with our mailbag. Mailbag. bag tonight we actually had two emails and one of our mailers actually sent us an audio clip as well but we're going to have that later in the show when we talk about our patch discussion but mark our first one was from carlos and so it was fairly interesting yeah carlos has uh been a longtime listener of Channel Massive, it appears, and um, maybe was one of the few people that didn't mind during the regular Channel Massive episodes when we just gushed all about League of Legends. 
Um, sounds like he's a player now, and he's excited that we have a podcast. And uh, well, he also sent us in a clip. I mean, a, a link to an article where one of the league, league gameplay designers has left Bioware and come to League of Legends. Oh, that's uh, right. And I'm kind of curious as to why. <laughs> I mean, why leave Bioware? Well, well, that for one, I mean, is like, okay, I mean, look, Riot's an up and coming. I'll give them that, but <laughs> it's, it's Bioware. no Bioware. And, um, you know, being the lead game gameplay designer for Mass Effect two and three, which three pretty much, I'm sure the gameplay piece is is pretty much done on that anyway. Um, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to how that skill set will carry over into League of Legends because it's such a different game. Um, right. Now, you know, I've always wondered if they, you know, kind of add some type of metagame in with the map and the different nations and that kind of thing, which might be kind of interesting. But, um, well, there's... I don't know. I'm very curious as to what this means because to me it just doesn't... On paper, it doesn't seem like a good fit. In the in the Gamma Sutra article, uh, this is Christina Norman that's doing this, by the way. But they also talk about that there's pretty strong rumors that there's a another um, riot game in the works. So, see, to me, that would make more sense. That may well be what she's there for, you know. So maybe this is just. A sign that Riot's, uh, you know, working on all kinds of good stuff right now. If, if they're doing it, that's um, league gameplay for Mass Effect 2 or 3. Could You could do worse hires. Yeah, you could definitely, <laughs> especially if you talk to Jason, um, <laughs> who loves the, the mechanics now. So, yeah, pretty pretty exciting news that they're, you know, they're, they're, they've been hiring constantly pretty much, but they're definitely hiring top-tier folks now to, uh, not that they weren't before, but they're definitely looking for the elite to join their team. It says a lot. Well, and our second email that we got was from Ryan Davenport, and he um, says, Guys, first off, I'm glad that somebody makes a League of Legends podcast since I love the game. On that note, this is about all I love about the show, and I will try to be a complainer (laughs) that offers tips or what I perceive to be helpful comments to improve the show. And we will boil down the rest of the email and basically say, Hey, the show's perfect. Change everything. Um, <laughs> he uh, he does have um, he is a fellow southerner, so he does like the accent. But um, he wants us to add a strategy section. Um, we will talk about strategy some. We're going you know kind of step away from our you know round robin champion homework for a little bit. So we'll we'll go get into a little strategy. But um, there are actually several very good. League of Legends podcasts that are very serious about League of Legends and right. go into great detail with um, with uh, with strategy and team composition and ranked play games and um, where I do feel some of his pain. I understand we even at level thirty, you still run into some folks that uh that can um need some assistance in understanding the mechanics of the game. Absolutely. Um, ultimately. Not the goal of the podcast, but, um, you know, we will, uh, I'm all for talking about it, bouncing around the idea for a show or two, and we'll come up with something. 
Yeah, mini kind of mini strategy sections, right? Like something comes Yeah, and not even and not even um I would think not even more of a discussion of types of play or sessions of play, you know, jungling versus, you know, that kind of stuff. And we'll, right. We won't, we won't go into the great detail, but um I think we can we can come up with something. Yeah, I and think so. We'll be back shortly with our patch discussion. number 121 as well as a second edition that was an unnamed patch where they actually um, stuck in a couple new skins and our new champion Leona Tank Girl. That's right. And and, um, ultimately patch uh, pretty much dubbed patch 121 as let's make York not suck because (laughs) um, as we discussed in great detail last week (laughs) he is... um, he has some has some uh, some tweaks that need to be done to make him a little more viable. I've actually, shockingly, Eric actually played a pretty decent York, probably the most decent one I'd seen to date. So it was um, true. With no, we hadn't. Pl- he came out of like retirement basically and played him better than I've seen anyone play him since. Of course, we were coaching him like crazy, but still. <laughs> He was, but I mean, I was frankly, I was fairly, I was fairly impressed. He started actually uh, killing people. I was like, oh wait a minute, something's going on here. (laughs) Well, and um, apparently that is Carlos's favorite champion as well. And we we're going to take what uh, Carlos had to say about his champion, and because he plays him, we don't, and we will uh, be right back. Good evening. Your dream is here, for I am Carlos. You think I'm sexy and you're right Come a little closer, I won't bite I see the love that's in your eyes Just kidding. I haven't sent in a message in a long time well, because I was in a car accident and then I got sick for like six months and I didn't go to work for like five months and whatnot. And yeah, so I haven't listened to the podcast in like... I have no idea, but it's been a long fucking time. And so I look back and I find you guys all doing a podcast mostly about League of Legends and I'm just like, yes! Because I started playing League of Legends recently. Especially Yorick. I'm eager to listen to that podcast about Yorick. So I'll probably be sending in another message, another email probably in a couple weeks or a couple days. Anyways, keep up the good work guys and uh, you'll hear from me soon. Hey guys, it's Carlos. Uh, I said I would write in so... I'm writing it again. Just finished the podcast where you talked about Yorick. Coincidentally, since I've returned to League of Legends, he's the only champ I've played. Granted that I played him after he got a buff. I think they buffed his armor, health, and his passive gives a bonus to ghouls' health and damage based on his own stats. top of that, when ghouls are out, he takes less damage. And then, of course, there was the buff they gave them so they have 50% reduction to AoE damage. Which pretty much addresses what you guys were talking about. However, even so, he doesn't play like a traditional pet champion. His ghouls still don't last long enough, in my opinion, to consider him as such. 
He's got abilities just like any other champion, but with the nifty twist of them being tagged to limited time pets. His ult, while it's meant to give someone a last minute revenge, it's more useful when, you use it, when used right away on yourself to give immediate DPS boost. I also find it incredibly useful in pushing down towers. I personally build Yorick with Mana Moon as the core item, gives him mana and damage, then followed by cooldown reduction items, depending on what the enemy team has. With a build like that, I can spam my abilities often and not worry about the mana. Other people tend to focus more on like Trinity Force and more conventional items. Anyways, just wanted to share my opinions on Yorick and tell you guys that you've been doing a great job and hope you keep up the good work. See ya. And we also got our champ Leona. And Mark, you've bought her yet. I'm pretty much decided that I'm going to as well. I think she's um, awesome, and I'm not a tank-loving guy, but man, she's I'm, like I'm, she seems like Poppy on crack to me right now, so I don't know. It looked like to me that she had less tanky. Well, she's a very... A, She's a very damagey tanker. Yeah, I'm, I use a build similar to what I use for Poppy with her, which maybe is why I say what I say. She definitely dishes it out. Um, I'm just glad that they've um, something a little different. Uh, I like um, I like the last two champions, even Yorick. I like Yorick. I don't ag- I don't agree that he he is you know he's where he needs to be yet, um, right. but. Um, I do appreciate that they're throwing something different in there. I'm uh, now the Crystal Scorpion that's coming up. I'm I'm all about him. He's oh, is he that right? My next champ. Oh yeah, I think that's cool. Um, we'll have to see how he how he pans out. He's he really is uh, is of interest to me. But looks like in the in the notes we uh, you're at pretty much every. Um, Every skill got buffed, so I think overall, Riot pretty much agrees with us that yeah, <laughs> that he needs to be tweaked a little bit. Um, about really the only other thing of note was uh, Noah's favorite uh, bug, Kogma got a <laughs> got a buff. <laughs> yeah, he got several little buffs, little small stuff. Yeah, it, the the frame rate increases basically. Seems like they it it's a direct attack speed bonus is what it ends up being. With yeah. Him. And increase the frame rate. And he has he's a little bit sharper. It's nice. And the um, one other item of note, because it happens so rarely, is Ezreal got a few of a few buffs. Wow! <laughs> they actually reduced some of his mana cost and uh, reduced the cooldown and increased the auto attack frame rate a little bit. So he he got a little bit of a little bit of a tweak after. I mean, I think he probably had seven or eight nerfs in a row yeah what, about a year back and i had not seen him a lot since so then so very true yeah but um i mean other than that a fairly small patch uh death cap got a small ability power reduction instead of the 155 and now it does 140 so that's you know interesting but uh you know i still think it's a pretty viable viable item yeah but um, they no, also you... uh, they improved the the sale of runes that you can buy multiples at once. Which that's right. It was yeah, in the interface that was for so years, frustrating. and it was broken. 
And then they yeah. finally took it out. They finally acknowledged, oh, wow, a year and a half later, this is still broken. And it's been gone for a few weeks where you only, it was like it's blatant. You can only purchase one rune at a time. And if you want to purchase nine, you're going to be clicking that over and over and over. Uh, well, right. they finally reinstated the the field as if it, it almost felt like they didn't they didn't acknowledge that it was there before. Like, look, we've added this. I'm yeah, like, no, fixed it. And made it new. <laughs> and we took it away, fixed it, brought it back. So. Yeah, but uh, you know that grousiness side. It's really nice that that's been improved. And of course, the forum goers were quick to say, "Now you need to fix it so that I can't buy more than nine. But hey, I'm just <laughs> I can buy multiples at once rather than click and click and click and click. That is true. Buying more than nine is always a downer. Yeah, so don't do that. Yeah, be smart. Well, we've uh, we have decided again. We're gonna, you know, just because our our skin had gotten a little thin over the past couple months, we are going to continue playing our mains for a little while, and we will, you know, in direct response. To our favorite fan, Ryan Davenport, we will have a small strategy segment. So, guys, we will be right back. Well, as we uh, finalize the show up here, it's going to be a short one tonight. We'll... We decided we'll have us a little strategy roundtable, and we are going to talk about when to tower dive and when not to. Um, now, we're going to assume that everybody understands what the term tower dive means. If you're listening to a League of Legends podcast, I doubt that you found us cold on iTunes. Um, <laughs> but um, ultimately, not all tunes should even try it. I, um, I have a feeling people think it's a much more viable um, strategy than it is. I think yes. there are very, very few times where it's effective. Um, one is you got to know you're going to get to kill to make it worth it. And two is understand the champ you're playing as to whether or not it's viable. Correct. Um, good rule of thumb is... Very, very few range characters are a viable tank di- or a tower diver. I, I would, yeah, almost say none, but there's exceptions. Well, there is exceptions. Apparently, you are able to do it with Tristana. I was, and I was shocked that it worked, and I had to make it quick. So it's like you can do it. You can take a couple shots at a champion, and you got to get the heck out of there. Well, but, it sounds. I mean, it sounds like the key if you're especially range just because of the nature of their character builds, they tend to be a little more squishy. You have to have a quick escape mechanism. Right. Or damage mitigation of some sort. Right. Um, Some of the keys to to a good tower dive is unless, unless it is late, late in the game, if they're over half health, you're, you're probably going to come out the short end of the stick. True. Um, most people pre-level 9-10 are not going to be able to work through somebody's, unless you've got, you know, an Ignite to follow it up with or something that you can end up throwing at the end to be able to burn through the last of their health. Right. Um, it's too, it's too often that somebody is going to, to pop a consumable that early in the, in the match or for the few, um, 
champ, you know, few champs that run, you know, heal, that'll just ruin an early tower dive. Right. And you will come out shorter and quite possibly get yourself killed if they're, if they're waiting for that. Well, um, the other thing too is the longer you're, th- and I think it's often overlooked, the towers do incrementally greater damage the longer you're in the vicinity and you're the target. So if you're the primary target of the tower and you get hit that first time, yeah, that's a lot of damage, especially early game. But, you know, late game, it's not quite so much, but it does start to become more damaging the longer you're the target, as long as you're a hero or champion. So I I think a lot of people don't recognize that the pounding just gets worse. (laughs) Well, and ultimately, most most tanks that have some type of uh, initiator skill are usually good tower divers. Right. Um, or if you have a very effective um, health um, regain type skill. Um, right. I do think just because you're playing Zen Zhao does not mean you should tower dive at every opportunity. <laughs> yes, he does have a mechanic that gives him health back. And yes, he has an initiator. But that doesn't mean... Always tower dive. Now he is an effective tower diver. I'm not saying he's not, but I think it is a, I see way too many of them just assume, well I'm Zenzel, so of course I should do this. Right. Um, and I for die. one, Malphite is a very good tower diver. His, his passive granite, as long as his passive is in play, his granite shield, even early game, he can take a couple hits from a tower pretty easily because especially level four, level five, his, his uh, first shot, it's not going to do any damage right. to him. Um, and if I'm at level 6, I've got a great initiator, and then I can go in with his alt. And uh, the only problem is, is I you do not have a good escape mechanism, so you have to have enough health to make sure that you can take, you know, yes, I can take the damage going in, but coming back out, i got to be aware that it's going to take me a while to come out, so I have to to be ready for that. Well, and as oh. you say, dying by tower death doesn't do your team any favors. No, I mean, even, you know, even if you go in, if you do not push them out of the lane, right. it's not worth the tower dive because you will end up taking more damage than you've dealt. Ultimately. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, we've had a few, I mean, a few other champions are pretty decent um, tower divers, but... uh. Poppy is a really good one because she's able to, you know, throw Diplomatic her immunity. Yeah, that uh, that's pretty pretty aggressive. Um, Alistair is a good, pretty good tower diver. Um, pretty much the tank classes. Uh, Trendemir is decent because he can throw uh, endless rage oh, to true. get himself out of it. So I mean, that's a pretty common. Um, and you know, he has a you know has a heal mechanism as well, so that uh, he can he can jump in and out. I recently right. had an issue where. I've just started using Flash. I've never used it before. I've seen you use it really well lately, by the way. Thanks. Well, yeah. I did try to use it in a in a uh, while I was chasing down a hero because I'm like, they're so low. I know that I can just run in and I can Flash and I can get him. And I think I did get him, but I died too because the tower totally wiped me out. Even with the Flash, I was still within range. Oh. And uh, someone taunted me, of course, on the team saying, God, you're such a noob, blah, 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 blah. but I'm just still getting used to it. I feel that even if you're if you have full health, if you time your flash right, I, I want to believe there's a way to get out of it. That's true. 
Well, as another guide for others, um, the tower will also target the last champion to do damage to a champion. True. So if someone tower dives, you can save them. You're not a tower diver, yep. but you have enough health to take a shot or two. Why not hit up hit the champion that he's attacked just to pull yeah. the the tower damage to you to help them get away. And I'm pretty or sure it resets the heal, damage. It would be nice to go ahead and throw the heal. Yeah, I think it resets the scaling damage. I'm not 100% it does. sure. It, it become it's not it does not scale up. So if it's hit the first champion 3 times and then it hits you, you're not getting level 4 damage, you're getting level 1 damage. That's true. Which well, is usually anyway, useful. <laughs> Yes, it really, I mean, it can be the difference between your, the, your lane mate dying or not. Right. Well, that is, uh, I think that's gonna be the show for tonight. As you, as I, you can see, we're not going into great mechanical detail on, on our talks of the different, different strategy and those kind of things. And we will have a few other segments on it, but guys, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, you too. And we will see you all in a couple of weeks.